This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Whatever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. I must go. Okay, people, before we get started, if you would hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to get notified, we drop new episodes of Fenever News every Saturday, 12 p.m. EST. And throughout the week, we re-upload those segments for your viewing pleasure. I'd appreciate it. Hit them buttons. Let's get into this news. First story on the docket. It is a heavy one. It is a hefty one, but I am going to dive in nonetheless regarding Hunter Hunter. Now, it was a few weeks back that Hunter Hunter basically was stated Yoshihiro Tagashi, the author and artist of Hunter Hunter, would no longer be doing the weekly Shonen Jump author comments, which basically means we won't be getting that extra word from him, whether it be insight on the manga, oftentimes insight on his health. We won't be getting those no more because they were handed over to his staff. They're going to be handling the questions. So in the upcoming issue of Weekly Shonen Jump, this answer right here was a representative, so to speak, of Yoshihiro Tagashi. But above all of that already, whatever, you know, it is what it is. Tagashi don't want to talk no more. The big enchilada about this is that I don't know how to feel about Yoshihiro Tagashi right now with this news. Let's read and you'll understand what I'm talking about because I don't know how to feel about Hunter Hunter right now after this. Like, dog, let's read. Yoshihiro Tagashi's author comment from Weekly Shonen Jump number two. That's the latest issue. Staff member Tanehana here. All of the chapters published and the 30 that follow were written four years ago. I can't wait to draw them now. So let me get this straight. Let me get this fully, very much so clear. The chapters that Tagashi is putting out right now, he wrote a long time ago. Meaning, meaning, meaning that over this three year and change hiatus that Hunter Hunter was on, guess what? Tagashi could have gotten these chapters done like if they were already written all it took was the storyboard you know the art side of things like Tagashi could have passed this off so to speak it also makes you wonder there's like a a double-edged sword here because like okay if he had it already written was it that his contract stopped and he didn't want to renew was it that his health was just so bad that he had it written but he was like i can't no more i don't care i'm not doing storyboards or nothing what's going on there why were these chapters sitting around Uh, again because initially i thought well maybe they're talking about the chapters that are getting put in tonko bone form but but the fact that tanehana says i can't wait to draw them now means that these are chapters that are coming these are the chapters that are incoming in the future for the next however many chapters because i don't know how many they've already serialized it's probably only been like what a handful of chapters or so but the point being is that there's a great thing as well that oh shit if this is the case the next 30 chapters is you know what i'm saying we're gonna have hunter hunter for a while but again for a lot of the people that wait and anticipate anxiously that next hit of Hunter Hunter Yoshihiro Tagashi's manga. The fact that these chapters been sitting around for a while, it definitely, uh, I don't want to say sting, but it definitely makes me wonder. It just makes me wonder, like, why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got people calling you a slacker. You got everybody in the world saying this and in the third. If you have these chapters written out years ago, you could have easily over four years slowly worked on them at the very least. Like, I don't know what the contracts and what contractually Yoshihiro Tagashi is supposed to do. Who knows? Maybe he's not allowed to draw anything unless he's on the clock, so to speak. Maybe that's the case. Or maybe he refuses to work unless he's on the clock. Maybe he's just not going to be doing these shits at home because this is work and he just separates separates home life from work so there's a lot of different things but i'm not gonna lie it's astonishing to me i am right now absolutely perplexed that dog all of the chapters published and the 30 that follow were written four years ago so why didn't we get them four years ago or three years ago or two years ago or one year ago like they, they they're there this goes back into that whole conversation of what a lot of people have been saying for a long time of why is tagashi still you know what i'm saying holding on the reins now obviously he got this tanehana person which that's another conversation there's like 50 conversations 
conversations in this whole text that said, I can't wait to draw them now. Now, I'm imagining what Tanehana means by that is not that you're doing all of the art from the ground up. I'm imagining Tagashi wrote out this whole arc four years ago, has it all set up and ready to go, and he has to do the storyboards first probably has it written out but he has to do the storyboards first he takes the storyboard passes it over to tanahana for inking and you know advancement is so far but yeah tagashi's still doing like the structure of it so to speak but he does have help so that's another good thing it feels like maybe this could also be a byproduct of the whole thing of tagashi wanting to do things by himself so long that over these last four years he was like okay i got these chapters i wrote like a million years ago i can't do it all by myself let's get this staff so maybe that's what's happening here maybe it might be smooth sailing from here on out maybe Tagashi realizes after all these years i need help i'm getting help i got assistance now i don't even got to do the author comments anymore kudos to me uh let's get these chapters drawn and maybe who knows he might be writing more he might be writing as he's going on but that is a lot to take in that these chapters been sitting around for a while so fans have been crying it was technically already in existence somewhere written but then at the same time the fact that now he's getting helpers it's like maybe he hit a brick wall and said okay so Somebody else finish this shit up because I'm not doing it. Like, I'll write it. I'll storyboard it. Y'all take it from there. So this is very, very shocking. And I'm dying to know what you watching right now. How do you feel about this? Like, what do you take from these chapters sitting around for four years? 30 of them at that. Do you think that Tagashi is just his health failed and he said, screw it all? Is it the fact that he was holding on of like wanting to do it all? And that's why with this latest hiatus, everything has been like, yo, he got help us. He got staff because he finally gave in. And we're going to get Hunter Hunter from him, you know, consistent here on out just your overall thoughts of this it kind of shocked me i don't feel necessarily bad about it per se because i know there's so much nuance to yoshihiro tagashi's you know i guess whole situation so to speak it's not cut and dry this is a man that is very elderly and unhealthy so it's understandable in certain aspects but it is very jarring that dog years ago this arc could have even been finished shout out to tanahana for giving us that piece of information i know the internet is gonna run wild with it and i'm dying to see what you guys have to say about it like seriously let me know moving forward now you're gonna hear throughout this episode that quite a few manga are going on hiatus unexpected breaks like there's just a crash landing of manga that can't get it together whether it be authors are sick or whatever the case may be but this is another one that initially the news was brought to me a little bit differently but yeah here's as it stands what's happening with the one piece manga moving forward because there's going to be a lot of breaks and essentially for the foreseeable future at the very least for like about a month one piece Piece is going to be damn near bi-weekly because of all the breaks. According to this, for the next six weeks, One Piece is scheduled to only release one chapter every two weeks due to Shonen Jump holiday breaks. So Sunday, December 11th, we will be getting an official chapter, chapter 1069. Then the following week, no One Piece. So on the 18th, no One Piece. Then on Christmas Day, December 25th, Chapter 1070's official release ideally should go down. So they should be blessing us on Christmas with chapters. Great stuff there. But then the following week on the 1st, which rightfully so, Holiday Shonen Jump doesn't release. So on the New Year's, don't expect a chapter. So expect one on Christmas, but then going into the New Year's, you're going to be disappointed. But then Friday, January 6th. Chapter 1071 will be coming out as well with an early release, I believe, because again, if it's a Friday and officials usually drop on Sunday. Okay, so we'll get an early release. Then the following week, again, the 15th, Holiday Shonen Jump doesn't release, so no chapter. But then Sunday, January 22nd, Chapter 1072 will drop, so... Yeah, it's going to be one of those things because I'm sure a lot of you people aren't going to remember all of that. Just remember at the very least Christmas, you got chapters on the 11th of December, you got chapters on Christmas, you got chapters on January 6th, and you got chapters on the 22nd. But there's a lot of breaks in between. And yeah, I wonder what the world would be like of One Piece and not even just the world of One Piece. Better yet, the fandom. How the fandom would react if One Piece went bi-weekly? If they decided, you know what, it's best for the series, it's best for Oda's health, let's do it bi-weekly moving forward there won't be that every other month type of break that it does but it'll just be 
You get one on like the first and one on the 15th type of scenario. Would you be cool with that? Would you be okay with it? Or nah, dog. I need my at least seven chapters in two months type of deal or six, something like that. Like I need more than just two a month, dog. Come on. For me personally, I'm fine with whatever they do. I'm fine with if Oda needs to do bi-weekly to get through it. I'm fine with that. If Oda continues to go the way he's been going, I'm fine with that too. Let's just get this story done. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it done. Uh, sooner rather than later. If it's three years, fine by me. But yeah, I mean, I guess going bi-weekly would actually technically add on some length. Now that I think about it, it'd probably be like another year or two if we're cutting out those extra chapters. But uh, I- I'm kind of like, the-, the bottom line of this whole situation is that Oda needs to be able to get it done. It doesn't matter about us or whatever, because if something, God forbid, happens to Oda, similar to what happened to like Kentaro Miura, the author of Berserk and shit like that, there's no ending to One Piece. So if bi-weekly is the wave, I'm with it. Obviously, this isn't necessarily intentional. There's holidays in between, but who knows? They could use this as an experiment to say people are okay with reading One Piece every other week. Let's stick with that. And while we're on the topic of One Piece, I don't have an article, but I did get curious. Yo, what has One Piece Film Red made since the last time we talked about it? It's been a few weeks now, probably close to a month since we spoke about the sales of it worldwide. And according to the wiki, it says here, One Piece Film Red has made worldwide damn near 200 million dollars it is at 198 million dollars worldwide that is astronomical this is definitely going to be the biggest one piece film of all time and just in general a testament to yeah there's some naysayers about film red you don't make 200 million dollars with the entirety of it being absolute dog water like there's a lot of greatness to that film so shout outs to film red almost 200 million worldwide manga though yeah fans gotta be a little bit more patient with the next couple of releases because breaks galore next up insanely massive news that if you haven't heard about it right now i'm about to brighten your day what punch oh cut this out editor one punch man by mapa announcement Okay, let me stop. One Punch Man Season 3 to be animated by Studio Mappa. And when this announcement went down, we got excited and the animators fell further into depression. Their families right there started clutching their phones like, I... We're, we're, we're never gonna see Sasuke again. And I'm not talking about Sasuke from Naruto. I'm referring to like, you know, a regular Japanese dude over there. Because dog, they are taking all the anime. Studio Mappa, now we gotta start paying attention to y'all a little bit more because y'all wilding. Y'all grabbing everything, dog. Like, don't get me wrong. I am very much so happy for One Punch Man. Like, dog, Studio Mappa, let's go. We just went from, was it JC Staff that did season two, if I'm not mistaken? Dropped the ball to a certain degree. A lot of people weren't happy about it. And one of the really cool things is that Studio Mappa is a spinoff studio from Studio Madhouse. And initially, One Punch Man season one, guess what? You guessed it. One Punch Man was done by Studio Madhouse for season one. So kind of going to Mappa is not ideally going back to Madhouse, but it's essentially coming home or coming home to like i don't know the your uncle instead of your pops or some shit like that like you're still coming home to family dog and that's pretty much what's about to happen with studio mappa grabbing one punch man i just hope that they can balance it all out and i'm also wondering how long until exhaustion kicks in and they can't do any of this anymore attack on titan jigoku raku aka hell's paradise jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, like, and there's many others. I'm just, you know, giving you a little bit of the highlight reel. And then you add One Punch Man on that when all of that stuff already, like, have you seen the director of Attack on Titan's eyes and how baggy they are? Like, it is astronomically ridiculous. So adding One Punch Man, I'm excited as a fan. I'm terrified for those animators. I'm actually scared. Like, dog, you remember a while back, in case you don't, I reported here on Forever News, which is why you should subscribe and hit that bell. Because I give you guys all the ins and outs of the anime and manga world, industry, the shows, all of it. But essentially, Studio Mappa built a whole facility so that animators could ideally even live at the facility that they're working at. Essentially, they're creating like, imagine like a homeless shelter. But the only way you could be at that homeless shelter is if you work nonstop drawing you can't go nowhere can't do nothing you get a little break i'm sure maybe you can even eat your food at your desk 
but you have to keep on drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing 60 to 80 hours a week. Throw me off a cliff at that point. I'm not even going to lie. So it, there's a lot more to be examined than just, dog, this is great news for One Punch Man. The IP, the franchise, Studio Mappa has not let us down yet. They've done everything that we wanted and then some with a lot of series. So getting One Punch Man is great. I really feel for these animators. I'm scared for these animators. I'm terrified for these animators and what's being done to their bodies, their families, their minds. Because One Punch Man, especially you trying to make it go backwards to the quality that season one had. That's a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of time that these animators are about to be away from their families and i get it you sign up for what you sign up for but anime industry is cruel and i know i probably took like a great announcement and made it like dire but it's the reality it's the reality that at the end of the day these studio mappa employees right now probably just half of them got heart attacks and they're just there in their fucking chairs with a pencil waiting for the fucking supervisor to come in and wake them up like hey no it's not a dream you got more work but one punch man season three Mappa, hey, we were scared that it wasn't even going to get animated. So shout outs to Mappa for picking this up and, you know, alleviating our worries. But yeah, now, you know, Studio Mappa, they, they bugging out. A lot of work. Black Clover fans, Black Clover fans, Black Clover fans. All you guys out there now. I got a little update for the movie. I got some unfortunate news for the manga. What do we want to let, let, Let's jump into this movie stuff. It's already on my desk here as it is. Now, in case you don't know, Black Clover got a movie coming out in march at the end of march called sword of the wizard king it'll be exclusive to netflix and it will debut worldwide simultaneously on that date at that time and I, i'm not even gonna lie i've been massively excited for it i've been you know what i'm saying from the jump march 30 was it 30 31st is there 31 days in march oh my god someone help me but uh, yeah end of march of 2021 we've been waiting i've been waiting for an anime return whether it be this film or a tv series for a couple years now. They promised the movie at the end of the TV anime's run. And since then, we've been waiting. We've had the manga, but, you know, the anime is a different experience. And Netflix right now released a new key visual for the upcoming Black Clover movie. It just says here. They released it over on their Twitter. It's the key art for Black Clover, Sword of the Wizard King. Streaming March 31st, 2023. Only on Netflix. And I'm going to keep it all the way a beam with you. It's okay. It kind of looks like a damn near stock. Like, hey, look look all the characters and shit like that it's nice to see you got uh king conrad on the corner over there but there's some other little nefarious people on the other side there we have some old dude at the far left back um and he looks like wait a minute i wonder hold up could it be multiple wizard kings are coming back from the past because they also have like some sort of nobility i mean it could be some remnants of like because one of them looks like with that creepy looking face he could be from the house of silver and then the one in the middle i ain't gonna lie i think that's a chick and she yo she looks like makima wearing jotaro kujo's hat or some shit i don't know okay i like that i like the from this promo like yo it's cool seeing the black bulls it's some of the details that like you know we haven't seen yet that we're getting in the back again we got king conrad we know you know uh it's seemingly showcasing that the wizard king himself julius is going to be in his little form there uh we got Fuegoleon. we got asta he's buff so this is going to be post time skip wherever it may be we got yami in there we got noel nozel we got Mario Leona, so expect Mario Leona to take on one of these four people in the back. I don't know who, probably won't be, now that I think about it, Conrad, that'll be for Austin, you know. So one of these three bozos or some random demon devil or some shit that gets summoned that is humongous is going to be Mario Leona's challenge. And then we got, again, these three in the background that one of them looks like he could be like, I don't know, some sort of cousin or family member to the Silver family. The one in the middle, maybe that was the only female wizard king we ever got and that's why she has different swag and then in the one in the back also looks like a wizard king as well maybe this is like going to be the revenge of some of the previous it looks like there could be up to four of them maybe four wizard kings come back and it's going to be a problem that right there will be exciting because one wizard king from the past that's trouble four wizard kings from the past we got a movie there's also an article here we could read it says black clover sword of the wizard king anime film reveals striking new poster and a new character which i believe we covered all 
already in last week's episode. This is going to give those the context for who that character is. New character announcements for the upcoming Black Clover Sword of the Wizard King anime film just keep on coming. With the original tale announcing today that Kamen Rider Zero One actor Fumiya Takahashi will be joining the cast of the film as Jester, a mysterious mage who works with the former Magic Emperor Conrad. Okay, so maybe one of those three weren't a Wizard King from the past. Maybe one of those are his help, or all three of them could even be his helpers, but they got like that Wizard King jacket. So the guy that is Jester is the dude that I said kind of looks like he could be a silver family member. But it's interesting because, again, he looks like he's wearing... Well, yeah, now that I see the bottom, it does look like a clown jester. But the top part looks like Wizard King-ish. So maybe it's just one Wizard King. I don't know. It would have been dope to have multiple Wizard Kings from the past. But, yeah, it could be those are his three helpers back there. I don't know. I'm excited for this film either way. Poster, the back part is the interesting stuff. Forget all the... Like, okay, you've seen the Black Bulls a million times. Dope. The back part is where it's like, okay, so this is the new stuff that this movie is going to be providing. And I'm looking forward to that. Also says here, Black Clover Special Volume 23.5 Sample Cover. This special volume will be gifted at the movie premiere. What premiere? There's no premiere. It's Netflix only. Including drafts from the original characters, interviews with cast members, and original scripts. I'm guessing maybe they're doing like a red carpet premiere for it or something. And that's what, like... What do you, what? And while I got you here regarding Black Clover, we got some unfortunate news regarding the manga. It says here, Black Clover is on a sudden break this week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number two, meaning it wasn't planned. This isn't part of the script, so to speak. Adding its upcoming break next week, the series will be absent for two weeks until Weekly Shonen Jump issue number four slash Five. So Black Clover, yeah, it even says here, according to Viz, it seems next chapter Black Clover will be published issue four or five, scheduled for Christmas. So no Black Clover until Christmas. Bummer. Um, we've known that Yuki Tabata and his family have been having issues. I know that Yuki Tabata, I remember he said that his daughter was like hospitalized, um, being sick and whatnot. And I know that's going around everywhere. So again, more prayers to Tabata and his family. If that's something to do with his daughter or him himself, his wife, his family in general, massive prayers and love and positivity out to Tabata. This is not like Tabata. I've been following this manga for many years. He rarely takes breaks. He's been taking a lot of sudden breaks, so it could be that he can't get the job done in time. Maybe he's ill or he got a lot of family problems going on. Either way, salute to Tabata. We love you, guy. Um, come back strong. Can't wait for Christmas. Moving forward, fans of gaming, in particular from My Hero Academia, you might be excited because My Hero Academia just took it to a new level, which recently Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z has also stepped into. You may have heard of it. It might be small time to some people. Some people might not care about it. It might be like, whatever. But Fortnite, My Hero Fortnite, yeah, people. Yeah, Dragon Ball Fortnite happened. Naruto Fortnite happened. My Hero's turn is here. And a little trailer of what's about to go down came out. And I'm not going to lie. kind of looks cool. I don't really play Fortnite like that. My nephew does. He's an anime fan as well. So probably it'll be him that'll be getting the skins. And I'll be able to play a little bit and see what's going on there with Deku and whatnot. Because we got a couple of little just promotional imagery that showcases and gives us a little insight into what's going on. For starters, it says that appears the upcoming My Hero Academia x Fortnite collaboration, which this has been confirmed, will be happening in Fortnite around December 16th. I believe it's been confirmed it's December 16th. And looking at this promotional image, I see, okay, I see a picture of Deku, which obviously Deku's going to be in there. I saw it in the trailer. And it's showing a couple of other people from class... Um, oh, not even Class 1A. Okay, so it's got Deku, Uraraka, and Frog Girl, and then the big three behind. Are those going to be the people that are involved? That would be a waste to not have Todoroki and Bakugo. I'm just saying, like... Who really would prefer Frog Girl over Bakugo or Todoroki or All Might or Aizawa or freaking Stain Shigaraki? Like, who would pick her over, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know what's going on here if this is just, like, a little bit unrelated mixed with the Fortnite announcement. But, yeah, ideally it gotta be Deku, Bakugo, Todoroki. Like, me, I would do Deku, Bakugo, Todoroki, Mount Lady, or Might Aizawa. Boom. That would be my roster. But they might be holding off as well. They might have one pack like the Deku pack and then the Bakugo pack because you know they're going to circle back. My hero's huge and I know that for a fact. The fandoms cross over between Fortnite and My Hero. And just even this image of Deku, like, he looks like he's using, you know, a punch or whatever. I don't know what that would be. Delaware Smash or some shit. And it looks 
not bad, honestly. It looks pretty good. So I know there's going to be people they hate Fortnite. It's for kids, all of that cool stuff. But I might play with my nephew. Might get a couple rounds in. Why not? And either way, My Hero Academia will be officially hitting Fortnite, dog. Five years ago, I'm sure a lot of people were like, wait, what? I'm going to be able to have Rick and Morty, Goku, Deku? Like, no, you're lying to me. Fortnite will never... You never thought that Fortnite would take it this far. Okay, so what this next story proves to me is that everybody that has been in the anime and manga realm for decades upon decades, all those old timers that had the VHS tapes of stuff you would never be able to see over here before the internet was rampant, that you could, with the click of a button, be able to watch whatever you want on any streaming service. There was a lot of people that were here first, you know what I'm saying? They were, they were building slowly, they were waiting for the day anime and manga would have their ascension to the top so that they could sell off and dip <laughs> i ain't gonna lie because this story that's straight up what it says and kudos to the dude because we've been seeing everybody from gen fukunaga selling his baby funimation to this to you know we had sentai filmworks they sold off as well like every company it's like they've been waiting they've been biding their time dog we was doing this stuff 10 years ago we was doing this stuff 20 years ago now is the time to get the bag and dip just like any company, you know, you build a company. The idea is to, unless this is going to be a conglomerate success that you can pass down to your kids, you build it up, you sell it off, and you move on. And the anime industry has been doing just that because in case you ain't here a few weeks back, a few months back, maybe even, the announcement that Right Stuff was bought out. Right Stuff was bought out. I want to say, was it by Sony and Crunchyroll? I feel like it was. But either way, Right Stuff was bought out. And you got to imagine, okay, well, what's going to happen with the team after that, right? What's going to happen to the people that put their blood, sweat, and tears into building this thing up? Obviously, they're getting paid and whatnot. But what about running it? You know what I'm saying? Just because the company is bought doesn't mean that the same people are going to stay on forever. Their idea is like, yo, I'll help you transition real quick. And I'm out of here. And apparently, Right Stuff's founder is dipping. And honestly, this is the end of an era. Right Stuff president co-founder Sean Kleckner leaves Right Stuff slash Crunchyroll. In an email sent to Crunchyroll staff and shared with Anime News Network, anime retailer Right Stuff president and co-founder Sean Kleckner told fellow employees this week that he will leave Right Stuff and Crunchyroll on December 14th. He expressed his confidence in the current Right Stuff management team at Crunchyroll. Kleckner's friend Todd Furson launched Right Stuff initially as a shell company to purchase telescopes at wholesale prices. At that point, the company's name was still spelled as The Right Stuff, a reference to the film of the same name. Furson and Kleckner then renamed the company to Right Stuff in 87. God damn, they've been going since the 80s, dog. Big shout outs to them. After the company acquired its first anime license, Astro Boy. Since the company's inception, Kleckner has overseen the company through its many developments, including the launching of its website in 94, the founding of the company's Nozomi Entertainment production label in 07, and most recently, Sony and Crunchyroll's acquisition of the company. In his internal email to staff announcing his departure, Kleckner highlighted the customer-focused approach that he maintained at the company, which he refers to as super service. He said that Right Stuff has maintained a reputation of personalized customer response, as well as secure packing and shipping to customers. Crunchyroll announced on August 4th earlier this year, it acquired Right Stuff to expand its e-commerce service. Kleckner and the Right Stuff team have then joined Crunchyroll's emerging businesses organization led by Terry Lee. So yeah, uh, if you're one of the people many people out there like myself i've been buying from right stuff occasionally since like 2010 different service so keep an eye out to what's happening i know they took away which i've never bought personally but i know some people that have uh some of the more adult related content that they had on right stuff that is seemingly being removed and some fans are mad about that but it's the end of an era man i'm telling you right now i know a lot of people probably think it's i'm full of shit i'm just saying it for the sake of it or to stir up controversy a lot of the old generation is dipping everything is changing right now funimation the same company that brought your childhood with dragon ball z they're gone right stuff right now they're merging with crunchyroll eventually it'll probably just be the crunchy shop they're gone anime as you know it is changing the industry is changing in a major way it's just a matter of which way it goes but yeah a salute to these dudes from the 80s ran it up made a giant conglomerate like right stuff had me buying all sorts of stuff i remember i was going crazy like i could buy you haka show figures oh my god shout outs to you guys get the bag uh live your life i'm sure you still probably love anime in your own way but yeah it's time to go business over sold done hopefully that doesn't mean bad for fans though in terms of like buying from right stuff like i hope they keep the same quality because yeah i never had a problem with right stuff shout outs to them and the world moves on huh time keeps going well i've been telling you throughout this episode that there's going to be multiple hiatuses 
Lakers, and here's another one. Kaiju number eight fans. Fans of Kaiju number eight. It's one of the few newer manga that I'm still keeping up to date with. I'll be honest with you. I think it might be a chapter or two behind, but I'll bang that out as soon as I end this video. You know what I'm saying? Kaiju number eight. Really awesome manga. One of the most popular newbies at the moment. However, another hiatus incoming. Kaiju number eight is going on a big hiatus. It says here, Kaiju number eight will be taking another one month break at Shonen Jump Plus app publishing its next chapter chapter 77 on january 6th the series will publish special illustrations next week on december 16th as per like ever since i believe shortly after the beginning where it started off weekly then it was doing like taking one week off and they will put drawings so that's been like the author's answer to it like here's some cool art or some shit like that in the middle of you waiting for the chapters but yeah kaiju i don't stay faithful with it i'll let a chapter two or three build up and then i'll read it so i'm totally okay with this in fact i'm not even gonna lie for the most part i've been totally okay with all the hiatuses we spoke about in this video granted one of them i'm a little bit worried just because the author's health has been a little dicey probably both of them. honestly i should be worried about all these authors their health is all at risk working drawing manga manga no joke no joke at all but yeah kaiju number eight taking a month break good for it i mean it's a digital publication but it helps for the author to be able to get things prepared because still regardless if it's digital or physical you have deadlines you know that de deadlines don't change so yeah kaiju month break it's a, a, a time of it feels like maybe the end of the year they're realizing yo let's put some stuff to break and plot shit out for the next year to come smart next up fans of jojo jojo's bizarre adventure now y'all know stone ocean recently wrapped up over on netflix and a lot of fans have been like okay cool anime stuff you know it is what it is what's been going on with that manga dog araki it's been a little bit since you finished part eight you announced you're doing part nine where the hell is it <laughs> you know what i'm saying like granted i'm very much so ecstatic for Araki that he's been doing this since like the 70s or 80s or some shit. Yeah, take some time off between parts. You're an elderly man. You put in so much work, created so much greatness. Absolutely, take your time. But a little update on part 9 would be nice for the fans, right? And he came out in an interview and gave a whole bunch of tea, so to speak. He done spilt the tea. Uh, so you know a little bit of insight going into JoJo part 9. Let's read this interview and... Yeah, I'm excited. I'm not gonna lie. This sounds like something fun. Part 9. Jojo Lands will be about Joseph Joestar's descendants. A Hirohiko Araki interview in Kono Mystery Gasugoi 2023 teases about Jojo's Bizarre Adventures Part 9's protagonist and future Rohan series. And when he says Joseph Joestar's descendants, I'm imagining the Joseph Joestar from the new Jojo's Bizarre Adventure from the... It's hard to explain without giving spoilers away, but yeah, I don't think he's speaking about joseph joestar the one that we love there's a new joseph joestar and that's what i'm thinking he's referring to in descendants i could be off on that but i'm like 99.9 percent .9 sure um that it's not the same joseph joestar by any means the 2023 issue of kono mystery gasugoi this mystery is excellent that released today includes an interview with jojo's bizarre adventure creator hirohiko araki in the interview araki teases information about his upcoming work that is currently in progress the ninth part of jojo's bizarre adventure tentatively titled jojo lands the interview took place in july 2022 so oh a few months back at araki's office thus spoke kishibe rohan episode 11 drip painting style was his last work at the time released on may 19 2022 in the june 2022 issue of ultra jump so he's doing new rohan stories i thought rohan was like an old thing he did a long time ago and it was done he's making more the following is an excerpt of the interview from its last page the full interview may be translate okay so this is not the full thing what do you do when you can't come up with a solution araki says i guess i often cheer on my protagonists and tell them to give it their all or i ask god to help them out but that might be a good thing since it helps show the reader how serious the stakes are that's why i sometimes like to write without an ending in mind interesting that's got to been a little bit of hot water with like part three you know the whole deal survival but I, I get it as a result it becomes an interesting mystery that even the readers don't know how to solve araki says it's okay to have a mystery that may not be solved right or is that bad i don't do that only for mysteries but even for my drawings i sometimes start drawing without knowing what i'll end up with i often find myself thinking i wonder how i should draw this part or oh i screwed up this color in such cases i say god i'm sorry 
Please help me. <laughs> I'm curious how you usually find ideas for mysteries. There are mysteries in my everyday life. For example, I have a friend whose aunt keeps an eye on what I'm doing all the time. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? I have a friend who doesn't directly monitor me. But they guess my whereabouts based on information they get from others around me and would say, that's where you're going. But their motive is a mystery to me. I always wonder what that person is trying to do, laughs. Even though I have no idea, I like it that way. Every day for me is a mystery. That's life, isn't it? That is freaking hilarious. I love it. I love, yeah, already. Is there anything you would like to draw in the future with Kishibe Rohan? There are currently two volumes in the Dust Spoke Kishibe Rohan series. So I don't want to do anything too similar to what I've done so far. How about a change of scenery? I'd like to draw a story where Rohan travels to a place he's never been before, like the Americas. I can't wait to see where he goes next. I'd also like to draw a game-like fight against the people who live there, similar to the rock, paper, scissors kid. Last year, you completed the eighth part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, JoJolian. What more can you tell us about the future of the series? I'm currently planning out part nine. Of course, it's going to be a story about the Joestar bloodline. Joseph Joestar appeared at the end of part eight, which was foreshadowing that this story will be about his descendants. Finally, do you have a message for the readers? I think human life is a mystery. Mysteries are the royal road of stories and even life itself. I'll continue to draw mysteries from here on out and look forward to your continued support and dog. Yo, that's crazy. The anime is getting approached. I remember we used to be like, yo, dog, the anime is about to start JoJo part one. He's drawing part eight. Dog, the anime finished part six. Next up is part seven and he's on part nine. We're closing in, Araki. We're getting in. Maybe by the time we finish the anime, depending on how things line up, it'll be right in time for part nine to get adapted and That'll be, you know, the conclusion to Araki's legacy because, you know, these parts take time to come in. And either way, that was a very, very enjoyable read. Looks like he's really into this Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan stuff. And I really like the uh, Netflix anime that we have from it. I haven't read it, but I love the anime. And above all else, shout outs to Jojo. Moving forward this was a very interesting one the creator of dragon ball akira toriyama is no stranger to doing one shots so much so throughout his time he's published quite a few of them he has a bunch of different little one shot stories completely unrelated to dragon ball although they somehow hooked jocko into being canon to dragon ball and whatnot but some of the other one shots he's done in the past they're pretty cool little one shots again nothing to do with dragon ball but still flexing that akira toriyama if he wanted to he could make some really cool stuff that has nothing to do with Dragon Ball and apparently they're taking one of his properties and doing something cool with it it says here Sandland Project Teaser PV Akira Toriyama published this short series 22 years ago between Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 23 and 3637 new info regarding this project will be revealed in December 17th wait he published this in the year 2000 so this was well four years after Dragon Ball GT ended he was making this okay so it's good to get context this is he wrote this after he finished the original run of dragon ball and you know dragon ball z's part even though in the manga it's all dragon ball he finished all that and then did this little one shot sandland and based on this teaser i don't know if they're re-releasing maybe they're doing like a big toriyama compilation of some of his new work maybe they're re-releasing sandland because it's been so long could be a little anime something there a little little movie a little ova i don't know i'm i'm excited i, I know he had another one that he released damn it was probably like 20 10-ish i think it was like called kentoki or something like that that was another like yo don't sleep on toriyama don't think he's just a dragon ball dude like dr slump was a massive hit before dragon ball and in between the end of dragon ball and now he's dropped some little cool one shots so much so again like jocko was so cool that tied it into you know what i'm saying bulma's sister and all that shit like yeah toriyama he could cook this one though i wouldn't be mad if it was again don't gotta be related to dragon ball just animated if you're gonna make a little anime film or ova or a tv anime or whatever you want to do i'm here for it toriyama's other works are really cool as well moving forward so we got an update on something that has been a uh, controversial to say the least and i'm referring to slam dunk the movie that's been on its way for a bit now it is a 3d cgi film opposed to slam dunk's anime from back in the day that was done 2d and based off the visuals it didn't look that great to me like there's a couple of 3d cgi anime that have been incoming trigun stampede that looks kind of interesting there's been a few or is it badlands it might be stampede either way the new trigun anime it's 3d cg it looks like it could be good slam dunk off of all the trailers i've seen i don't want it <laughs> i'll go watch the old toy anime i don't want this new 3d cg 
CG. But let's see what the success is telling us on what this slam dunk revival, so to speak, is looking like. The first slam dunk anime film tops box office on opening weekend. Were there no movies released that weekend? No. <laughs> the first slam dunk, the new anime film of Takehiko Inoue's slam dunk basketball manga, ranked at number one in its opening weekend. The film sold 847,000 tickets and earned, okay, so it made about $10 million over the weekend. The film opened in Japan on Saturday. The movie has IMAX screenings in 40 cinemas all over Japan and Dolby Atmos screenings in 34 cinemas. The movie will get Dolby Cinema screening starting on December 10th. Inoue personally directed the film at Toei Animation and wrote the script. That's something to make you go watch it, I'm not gonna lie. And I believe it also dethroned Makoto Shinkai's new movie Suzume as well, which that's doing pretty good. But yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if I'll watch this. I don't know, like, at all if I'll check this out. There's some stuff that I've never been, like, you know, invested in Slam Dunk. I never really got into it. I'm more of a Kuroko dude, but I have nothing but respect for Slam Dunk because Takahiko Inoue author of Vagabond, is a god when it comes to drawing manga, okay, period, so I got respect for it, but that movie, god damn, dog, they really tested me, dog, they pushing me, because I don't know, I, I can't see myself watching it, I can see myself watching a lot of 3D CG shit, but slam dunk, the way, let me know what you think. Next up, Naruto fans, got a cool little piece of information for you guys as we ready up for Jump Festa 2023, which should be here in another week or two. So that's something exciting to look forward to. Because we're waiting for, in particular for Naruto and Boruto fans. We're waiting for the big festival that's going to tell us what's coming in the next year. Especially considering this is the Naruto big anniversary. Oh my god, it's been so many years. A lot of us are expecting Naruto anime remake. Considering the fact that they just put out that little 10-20 minute piece. That had all of Naruto and Shippuden reanimated. Some of like the big highlight scenes and whatnot. A lot of fans are hoping for that we're just hoping for something really dope a movie anything you know what i'm saying to get shit going for naruto and boruto and apparently looks like this is going to be a big festival because what we have here is naruto special illustration by masashi kishimoto to commemorate the opening of naruto the gallery the special exhibition commemorates the naruto tv anime 20th anniversary and just seeing this i thought this was for jump festival no this is for the exhibition and just seeing kishimoto drawing naruto whether it be og naruto or new naruto which i love seeing him with the headband as a hokage and i would love for kishimoto to draw it again i'm just saying there man but yeah um okay so we got a new picture basically hyping things up because aside from all of these little small things i can almost guarantee we're getting something big at this jump festa naruto anime remake a new movie in the franchise i hope it's not a naruto anime remake film throw that away i don't want it i don't care like that's not the highlights and stuff i'll go rewatch naruto if you're gonna do it remake the tv anime don't remake the tv anime into a film could care less i'm gonna be honest with you could care less don't want it not going to watch it in theaters at nothing like that so if that's what they're doing you could keep that but yeah seeing kishimoto's name is always reinvigorating and again even though that's not necessarily related to jump festa you know that kishimoto's working right now so hopefully he might be involved in whatever's about to come for jump festa whether it's going to be new tv anime spinoff whatever it is i'm here for it next up demon slayer fans we're highly anticipating more demon slayer news and it looks like some of it is coming down the pipeline because yo you foldable we need that season we want that season. We deserve that damn season. Kimetsu no Yaiba TV anime will be premiering a special program with new information for its upcoming season hosted by Natsuki Hane on December 10th. The promotion reel 2023 will also premiere with the show after the broadcast of Kimetsu no Yaiba's Infinity Train movie and yeah so december 10th we might get more info maybe it'll be like a little mini teaser a trailer of some sorts like i would love a little teaser trailer you know what i'm saying save the big trailer for jump festa but if you want to throw out a little teaser or whatever give us a little insight on what we in store for because you know every time you affordable returns they better and grander than the last time season two they were better and grander than season one and i'm expecting that for season three especially though you can't be out outdone by puro bleach is thousand year blood war is one of the best looking anime of this year you cannot be beat by puro dog studio ufotable y'all supposed to be the one of one the top of the line y'all better bring us heat uh, i'm i'm waiting for it fam and i know you will because demon slayer has just been a gem but yeah people december 10th there will be some new news whether it be a trailer or teaser or whatever and i will have you covered on what that is when it drops quick update for fans that like to actually purchase 
anime. It seems like some Crunchyroll titles might be unavailable, and that's definitely a bummer. It says here, some home video releases may be unavailable while SKUs refresh. Crunchyroll revealed to Anime News Network on Monday that some stock-keeping units for home video releases from Funimation will be retired and replaced with new SKUs. Subsequently, there may be a period of time when select titles are unavailable on home video. Crunchyroll provided a comment to Anime News Network. There are current Funimation SKUs that will be retired and replaced with new SKUs as we continue to unify our home entertainment offerings through Crunchyroll. There may be a period of time when select titles will be unavailable before the SKUs refresh and are back in stock for fans to purchase. The company did not specify which titles this applies to or what the timelines for the SKUs are. I mean, yeah, Funimation, you know what I'm saying? They've been around for a while. They probably, because they were more so like, they felt indie. Like, even though they had a big title like DBZ, Funimation were very indie. So, a lot of the inventory and a lot of their setup or whatnot, I'd imagine was very low budget. In comes Crunchyroll that got Sony backing them with big dollars. They could probably do something better and create a better setup to, you know, kind of just archive and keep everything together because I'm a little bit unfamiliar with that. But based on what it's saying is that some home video releases aren't going to be available for from Crunchyroll, so you might not be able to pick them up for the foreseeable future until they finish that whole, you know, cleaning it up and bringing it over to Crunchyroll's new area and SKUs and all that stuff. Next up, Dr. Stone anime fans, in particular people that are waiting for season 3. We've been speaking about it. They're gearing up to release it or whatnot. And right here we have Dr. Stone season 3 key visual and more info will be revealed at Jump Festa 2023. And on this key visual, again, it's just some of the characters from the Dr. Stone world. Looks like they're on a ship heading to some land. So yeah, I'm expecting some really awesome stuff for this, but it's been a delay. I'm gonna keep it real. They kind of psyched us out, like thinking, oh yeah, this was the year that... And then when they announced that, no, you're just getting a TV special in the summer. You're not getting the next season until the year after that. I don't know what the hell happened. It felt like Dr. Stone out of nowhere was like, yo, dog, we're gonna end the manga right here. And the anime initially... It looked like the anime and manga were like nicely going. And the anime had a nice release schedule whatnot and then all of a sudden it was like manga's over anime is delayed i don't know what's been going on with that i just want it already like cool beans on the key visual looks cool and all that stuff just give me the damn anime please and thank you okay people let's take it a little slower and jump into the weekly shonen jump and weekly shonen magazine author comments courtesy of jose underscore Ken. Mind you, people, we no longer have, you know what I'm saying, Ken Wakui. We no longer have the author of Fire Force. Like, we've been losing some soldiers here on the Weekly Shonen Magazine side of things, but let's start off with Negi Haraba, author of Go Go Loser Ranger. Take a look at the next page. What the hell is he talking about? Maybe the latest chapter? We got Tia, the editor of Blue Lock. Today's Christmas Eve, 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 Eve for you all, buddy Tia. So my date for a holy night begins now. Right on there buddy <laughs> then we got Hiromashima author of Eden Zero Fairy Tale all that good stuff I read Honobu Honezawa's Kokurojo normally I don't care much for historical books but this one was wonderful and what is it called Honobu Yonezawa's Kokurojo. Yeah, no idea about that book. Then we got Nakamasuzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Seven Deadly Sins. I've been watching all of Daniel Craig's 007 movies lately. They're so hype. Shoutouts to 007. Now let's take a look at Shonen Jump. That was very, very light. I'm not going to lie. Like Now without Wakui and everything, is, it's getting weird. It's getting weird. Then we got um, Hajime Komodo, author of Martial Magic and Muscles. The Odin at 7-Eleven is good. The Beef Tendon is good. I'm wonder if they paid him imagine imagine he got like 10 grand just to say that that'd be crazy Yugi Tabata with the black clover and now my dog is sick all the sheets in the house have been ruined by diarrhea my wife didn't get sick but she's in shambles now jeez louise man somebody help Tabata this is clearly affecting his work and his life and god damn it dog prayers to Tabata what the fuck man prayers to Tabata then we got a staff member representing for Yoshihiro Tagashi staff member Tanehana here we currently can't decide on a work method and my boss is unbelievably happy. So basically, Tagashi's happy that y'all just sitting there doing nothing. Sounds about right. Ichiro <laughs> Oda, creator of One Piece. I met Rumiko Takahashi Sensei for the first time. She is young in so many ways. I met a legend. In case you don't know about Rumiko Takahashi, author of Inuyasha, one of the biggest, and that is very dope to see them rubbing elbows. Gaga Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. Last week, headquarters was called a different name in the Japanese version. 
mysterious things sure do happen in this world. And yeah, people, those were the author comments. A little sluggish this week, but still a little enjoyable. And let's knock this bad boy out with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Jose underscore Ke. Okay, so we got 50 through 41. Let's see what's popping out in these times, these eras. Nothing jumps out at me immediately. Minus number 46, Bake Monogatari Volume 19 with 16,000, 48,000 in total in 11 days. So let's jump over to 40 through 31. I know we're going to see a lot more. Right away, Hajime no Ippo Volume 136, 20,000, 61 in 11 days. Again, for Volume 100. And 36. Yeah. Uh, One Punch Man volume 27 in 24 days, 287,000. Cool beans, great work. Four Dice to the Apocalypse volume 10 in 11 days, almost 60,000. 21 this week. Hey, he, he, he's getting it, dog. You would think after Seven Deadly Sins, this being like a sequel spinoff, it wouldn't be selling that well, but it's doing pretty well. It's not doing Seven Deadly Sins numbers, but it's doing well. Let's hop over to 30 through 21. Again, not too much here that I want to commentate on. 30 through 21. We got Al Ashi volume 30. In uh, 18 days, 171,000. Great work there. Uh, then we're starting to hit them Chainsaw Mans. Chainsaw Man takes over spots 26 to 21. All of them. Uh, with 25,000, 25,000. All of them from 25 to 27,000. Bringing them all close to or over a million copies sold. Then we got places 20 through 11. More Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man Volume 2, 27,000. 1.9 total. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. No. The number one selling volume of Chainsaw Man. I was bugging last week when I said it was volume. It, it's volume 2. It's power with almost 2 million. That's crazy. What? Damn near a million people skipped volume 1. Then we got uh, Hunter Hunter Volume 37, the latest offering. In 24 days, 750,000. You can't go wrong, damn. 749. You can't go wrong. Spy Family Volume 10. 28,000 this week, 1.3 total. Then we got more Chainsaw Man volumes 4 and 1 uh, with 28,000, 29,000. Then at number 12, you got Kaiju number 8, volume 8, 29,000 this week, over 415,000 copies sold. Absolute monster. Then we got top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. At number 9, Chainsaw Man volume 12 with 33,000 this week, bringing his total to 577. Chainsaw Man breakout is real, baby. Then we got what the hell is this? Is that like a stock cover? Maybe they don't got, or is that the actual cover? Hosenki no Kuni, Volume Twelve and the Limited Edition. In total, it did what about eighty something thousand? Yeah, eighty-seven thousand or almost eighty-eight thousand combined. What is that? I've never heard of that. Uh, Tokyo Avengers Letter from Baji Kisuke, Volume One, forty thousand almost this week, thirty-nine with one fifty-four in total and eleven days good job top three one piece volume 104 61,000 1.6 in 24 days cool beans blue period uh volume 13 74,000 in six days that's interesting to see something debuting at number two with 74,000 okay blue period and then number one tokyo avengers volume 30 145,552 in total tokyo avengers still showing that even though the manga's over People still love it. And even though the Cheddar Chatter is basically all dumping on it, people do rock with it and support it and buy it. But that's all I have for this one. Let me know what you guys think. Most important story, favorite story, anything you want to chime in on, let me know. I'm Fennel World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule, anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace, and you guys just watched another episode of have an awesome day. Subscribe and hit that bell. Yes, yeah, subscribe. Do it, please. I have a dream alone in my room as I sit with the tea. Couldn't possibly think what I often see. And you don't even know how I often blink. Lights be flashing and looking at me. Such an odd, unique. Yet I'm so unique. And you're looking at me. If the walls could talk, they would probably be bleak. And I'd probably say, bitch, get the fuck off me.